And welcome back. George Norrie with you along with Cheryl Jones. Cheryl, Tom has a great picture of you, him, and the late Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell that I believe was taken in Washington, D.C. at the Stephen Bassett's event. Do you remember uh, that? Yes, of course. Oh, yes. Uh, those were the days, weren't they? Yes, I worked with Steve and hosted and uh, emceed the conferences uh, all the way through to the until they terminated there at the end uh, when the uh, citizen hearing started and then kind of a whole new phase of the UFO world began. Um, yes, that photograph is one of my favorite as well with uh, Tom and Edgar. And then I have one with you and Edgar, too. So uh, there's a lot of great memories there. Sure is. And uh, Steve Bassett was on a couple days ago with us. He's convinced there's going to be some major hearings and disclosure coming up about UFOs and UAPs. Yes, I heard that. Yes, my and I didn't call in, but I, I was listening very closely. If anyone keeps up with what's happening in the UAP slash UFO world, it's Steve Bassett. I think that's that's quite a challenge. I know he wants everyone to say UAP, but you just can't force people. Always. I still like UFOs. I, it rolls off the tongue if you ufology, ufologists, and it's so, more it's more mysterious. It's ufology. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, it's crazy. I I wish they would just quit trying to change all of our language to mean something else and to incorporate something else that uh, that wasn't there, you know, uh, embedded in us for for decades. Let's go to the phones. Mark in Baltimore, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. Well, thank you very much, George. I really appreciate you taking the call. Thank you, uh, This is another reason why Coast to Coast AM is the number one show in radio when you have episodes like this. And, uh, Cheryl, I just wanted to tell you, I'm 63 years old, and people say I don't look a day over the 50. I haven't had any diseases in my life. I've uh, been very fortunate. Uh, a few years ago, I broke some bones in my toes when I rolled over on my foot. I also suffered a near stroke, but through the use of nutraceuticals, uh, those are supplements, a, a, a high-protein, low-fat diet, meditation, and um, and other things, I was able to self-heal and I didn't have to see a doctor for my broken toes. I stayed off my feet. I took a lot of protein, and I meditated. And about two weeks later, I was able to walk again without any problem. And when I almost had a stroke, I felt the coming on, and I knew what to do to push back against that. So I really appreciate everything you said, and I just wanted to tell you that, that what you're saying is true, and I'm living testament to that. Thanks. That's fabulous, and, and, and that's so good of you to – take care of yourself like that and to actually reap the rewards of having such a long, healthy life and being able to uh, do what you can that's within your power to heal yourself. You know, we, we all need to do a better job of that. It's it's a constant struggle <laughs> in this day and age. Sure. What percent do you think of the people do you think take care of themselves as opposed to those who do not? That would be tough to, for me to guess. Um I think we'd be lucky if 50% did, just guessing, maybe even not that much. I don't know. What What, what would you think? I think uh, 
less people take care of themselves than you think? I think so. I think so. I think we have very strong immune systems, and our bodies are strong, and we're built to survive a lot of things, and our bodies take care of us in a lot of ways that we probably don't even know of. And uh, probably we're a bit spoiled. Now, now, those who listen to this show are pretty informed. They are the few that are taking care of themselves. Absolutely. The coast audience is a part and, uh, you know, just set aside from regular the regular population. We do have such a great audience, and people are so informed. And uh, if, if you miss something, they're going to let you know. I mean, we should all get honorary degrees listening to this show and being part of it, because it really is like going to school, isn't it? It really is. And then we have the live call-ins, and people call in with terrific questions. And we hear their stories, and we get their emails and their their messages, and it's uh, it's fabulous. Let's go to first time caller Joan in Reno, Nevada. Welcome to the show. Hey, Joan, go ahead. Oh, hi, George. Hi. I'm 90 years old, and mm. I've been listening to you and learning so much through mm. the years. Good for you. And I want I want to tell you, I have two stories, and one of them is extremely short. And uh, the other one is a little longer. So. The, the other one's going to take us 90 years to finish, right? <laughs> no, not that long. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, Cheryl, uh, uh, hi. And I, I want to tell you, I'll start out with the long story, the longest, and I'll speak quickly so others can get on, too. Um, and I'll get a little bit of my lips there. Okay. Um, Where'd you go? Well, it, well, I, um, I, I have, um, I'm on a, a kidney dialysis, and I also have macular degeneration. Uh, but I wake up every day with an attitude of gratitude, and I, I just um, am so uh, thankful that uh, I'm doing so well. Good for you. Uh, and uh, but, anyways, I uh, have. Um, um, those things, and I, but I, I never get sick, or just colds or anything like that. But what has happened to me, I have I got a, a wonderful doctor that uh, he wants to get to the bottom of a problem that I have and not just give me medicine. And I have um, uh, restless leg syndrome, and, uh, and at night it was throwing me my whole body over in the bed and my legs also and uh so anyway but lately i've been talking to my legs and i said now i'm getting tired of this and it's not good for you either and and uh by golly you know i quit having i quit having the the uh, leg syndrome in the in the bed and but at dialysis of course it takes uh i had to take a pill before and it sure. it takes it out of my body so they did shake it dialysis also but then i started talking to my legs at at dialysis also i said you know the same thing and 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 it is slowing down it is slowing down at dialysis also and uh and so i think that's the good for you that's your long story what's the short one the short one is i uh, i had a, a twin sister who passed away and i uh when I came out of dialysis and was in the 
uh, waiting room all by myself, my phone rang, and uh, our birthday was the next day, and uh, my my sister's name popped up on the phone, and I said I was taken aback, but I said I've I've heard from your story how people can uh, how people on the other side can reach us, and I I said happy birthday, Jean, and uh, and uh, that was the end of that story. But I I I thought she got through to me. Do, do, what do you think about that? That's uh, pretty remarkable. And uh, by the way, my mother's going to be 94, Joni, on Sunday. Oh, wonderful. Yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, and I have, uh, I have, I, I want to make a trip yet. So I, I'm, I'm trying to keep healthy. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Uh-huh. Cheryl, you want to react to some of the things she just said? Oh, I just loved her stories. I, I love the story about your talking to your legs and uh, your legs responding. That is absolutely... That's amazing. I think I'm going to try that. Why? You don't have restless leg syndrome, do you? You can talk to any part of your body you want to. It doesn't have to be your legs. <laughs> right? Well, that's true, too. That's true. By the way, we're going to put my mom on the air on Memorial Monday, and she's got some words of wisdom for us. We've already had a chat with her. Let's go. That'll be fabulous. Your mother is fabulous. My mother uh, lived to be 94. And she was still quite a character. I, I was very blessed. Joni doesn't sound like she's 90, does she? No, not at all. Got to take care of that kidney situation. Let's go to Cornelius in Louisiana. Hello there, Cornelius. <laughs> hey, George and Cheryl. Oh, boy. And I love Gina, boy. She's something else. She's a uh, great backup to Tom, isn't she? Oh, yeah. I've got two things like our 90-year-old young lady. She's not old. She's 90 years young. Yep. And happy birthday ahead of time to your mother and Memorial Day on Monday, in case I can't get through. I I hope I can listen to her. Um, I was just telling Gino Salvato, you're a great call screener that takes the place of Tommy. I know he's getting ready for you in Portland. And anybody up there in Portland, Oregon, please come and see Tommy and George and the rest of the people, they're great. So uh, Cheryl and George, my little two things is I hope you'll still do more shows on AI and hope you will. Oh, of course, of course. But what's happening here, George, June the 1st, we're going cashless. So I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, at, at our Rapids Parish Coliseum, you won't be able to use no cash no more. It'll be, I guess, a cash app or a debit card or a credit card. That's just at the Coliseum, though, right? Yeah, that's where we have all our entertainment and stuff here in uh, Rapids Parish in Alexandria. And another thing I wanted to bring out, George, is, you know, Juneteenth next month, and there's a guy named Abraham W. Bolden. He was the first African-American Secret Service agent for John F. Kennedy. Right. You've mentioned him before. Yeah. He has a book called The Echo of Dilly Plaza. He's 90 years old, too. That would be a great guess for Coase because he knew something about the Kennedy assassination, and he was going to try to stop it. But the deep state got to him. It was the military, the mob, and the CIA. 
All right, we'll, so, we'll check into that. Thanks, Cornelius. By the way, June 4th, which is a Sunday, I'll be on the air, first Sunday of every month. It's my birthday, and we're going to have a full birthday party program with a number of guests, and you're invited as well, so make sure you're part of the program. That's Sunday, June 4th. And uh, we will be live for you, by the way, on Memorial Night. Don't forget a little tribute to the men and women, our fallen soldiers who have given their lives for us. But uh, we will have a live program for you on Memorial Night as well. Next up, let's go to Marcy in San Diego, west of the Rockies. Hey, Marcy, go ahead. Hi. I wanted to tell about an unusual reincarnation case. I know there was a lot of publicity about the little boy who had nightmares about uh, the man going down in, in, in the plane. Oh, yeah. And, James, uh, James Leninger. And his parents looked up the names of these military men that he kept talking about. They were there. They had I mean, a big reunion yep. with this little boy and these old men. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite expressions is reality speaks for itself. You know, should I believe this or should I believe that? My girlfriend said, should I be a Democrat, Republican? I said, well, look around. If you like it, vote for it. If you don't like it, don't. don't. And But on 60 Minutes, they had a case of this little girl, and she kept talking about her children in Killarney. I, I want to see my children in Killarney, please. And she never quit talking about it. So her parents discovered that there is a city in Ireland I believe that was the name. I think I've got it correct. And they uh, looked up these names that she kept talking about. And sure enough, there were some old people, uh, three or four brothers and sisters, that their mother had died at a young age. And, uh, And this little girl knew all their names, knew all about the town where everything was. So they actually had a big reunion with this little girl. And uh, these real old people. And they said, yes, their mother did die at a a young age. And it was just mind-boggling that she knew everything. And uh, I believe it was on 60 Minutes. But I was curious, you know, why there was so much publicity about this little boy and and no publicity about this little girl when it was, uh, in my opinion, a very big story and it gives me a clue on what to believe. It was really interesting. We'll so check in. We'll check into that. Uh, the little boy was James Leninger, and uh, that was an incredible story. But uh, I really haven't heard about the one in Scotland. Have you, uh, Cheryl? No, I haven't. That would be an intriguing thing to. Why don't you investigate that one for us? That would be a great segment for you. Okay, we'll do. And that's Killarney in Scotland. Okay. That's where she thinks her kids were. That's amazing. Okay. Walter in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hey, Walt, go ahead. Hi, George. George, uh, vis-a-vis the, the previous conversations, uh, you know, we uh, we all know about the psychosomatic uh, nexus or connection. We don't fully understand it. That's why all drugs have to be tested against the placebo. But that taken, George, and that explains miraculous cures and exorcisms and miracles like Fatima. We've discussed it before, George, but that being said, 
I would not want to live in a world without antibiotics and vaccines. George, if you're bitten by a, a, a dog that's acting funny, if, he's, if he possibly has rabies, George, you better get to an emergency ward and get the rabies shots. And, Georgia, if you step on a resty nail, you better get to the hospital and get a tetanus shot. So that's essentially what I would like to say, George. We, we have to take uh, both uh, traditional medicine and, and the faith healing uh, together. Now, George, I'd also like to say that uh, this sort of melts in with Doc, what Doc Wallach says now. George, I like Doc Wallach, but I uh, respectfully disagree with his uh, statement that there's no such thing as a genetically propagated disease, George. George, you see the commercials for St. Jude's Children's Hospital? Sure. You see see these uh, children afflicted with these horrendous genetic diseases like uh, progeria, George, and, and dwarfism and George, with all due respect to Doc Wallach, Down syndrome is caused by a, a superfluous a, a 21st chromosome. George, there's, no matter how much gluten you eliminate in the diet of a woman, a pregnant woman, or, or how many eggs she eats, you're not going to cure that uh, by diet, George. It's everything from our, our, our blood type to our sex is determined genetically. So that's what I, I respect. I like Doc Wallach, but I respectfully disagree with with that statement, George. And uh, well, what you got to do, uh, Walt, next time Doc's on in a few weeks, give him a call when uh, we start taking calls and uh, challenge him on that. Uh, it's I I think first of all, there's nothing wrong with modern mainstream medicine mixed in with what we've been talking about tonight about the special healing that the body can do on its own. I think together, it's a wonderful tool. Cheryl, I wouldn't do without either one, would you? No, me either, and, and I, we certainly didn't mean to give that impression. And even uh, Dr. Rediger talked about integrative because he is a, a, a physician, a psychiatrist, and uh, has been through medical school, and yet he, he has integrated and had an open mind, and that's all he was saying. And that is just to have an open mind, and let's take it the best of both worlds and see if we can blend them together. And I think he was trying to tell us all to be as informed and as educated as about everything, about our bodies and our health and medicine, what's good and what's bad and what works and what doesn't, to try to help ourselves so we can help our physicians and the doctors that we see to help us as well because the doctors have gone through of you know that more narrow uh, aspect of medical training, and really aren't taught about the natural stuff. There's no reason we can't blend them both, and that's what's called integrating. Well, medicine. we have to do it that way. We're coming back with the final calls next, and welcome back, George Norrie, along with Cheryl Jones, and your calls, Cheryl. The next time NASA wants some volunteers to go up in the space as journalists, I'm sending you. <laughs> okay. Give me a couple of days to pack. I, I, I know I'll have to pack lightly, but it, it'll still take me some time. And don't forget to call into the show, all right? Okay, no problem. We'll do. Let's go to the calls. Let's go to Michael in Bristol, Connecticut, east of the Rockies. Hi, Michael. Go ahead. Hey, how are you, George? First, I'd just like to say, George, you and your team are fantastic. Thank you, Michael. And the, the topics in your show really bring a light to uh, things we need to learn in life. I appreciate it. Very kind of you. 
um, uh, I have a friend of mine named Audrey, and she she uh, is into uh, Native American sweat lodges and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, uh, you know uh, healing in that way. And uh, she got breast cancer. And she changed every single thing she was doing, like what she was eating. You know, she was meditating a lot more. She got off of the uh, chemo and was completely healed. So I just think it's a a great thing that we open up the doors to the idea that people can be healed. Uh, And maybe we could heal ourselves or we could heal others. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Cheryl, God forbid, if anything happened to you or somebody you cared about, what would you recommend they do? What Would they go through that process of chemo and radiation? What would you do? Oh, that is, uh, that is such a case-by-case basis, and I am the last expert on the planet. Uh, you know, I'm always seeking other experts' advice. I had a friend who was... Um, in that situation, and she was going through chemo or and getting ready to go through through it. And when her doctor came in, I was staying with her for a while, and I said, "If if this was you or someone in your family, what would you do?" And this doctor said, "I would just not do chemo." And I'm not saying not to. That's not my call. Oh, yeah, uh, but he said, "I would not do it." I would just go ahead with this kind of a, a terminal diagnosis and uh, live my best life and do everything I could to, you know, be as strong and as healthy as I can. So it's a, you know, we've all had friends who've done, who've gone down both pathways, and it's it's such a personal decision, and everyone's case is different. I do wish there was more availability to integrative physicians, you know, in everywhere they they aren't too easy to find in many areas around the country have you ever interviewed anybody with the edgar casey foundation are no i haven't that's another thing for you to put on your list uh, okay that would be a fascinating interview with the, the monroe institute but not the not the edgar casey and casey was amazing he he would recommend that people eat several almonds a day to prevent cancer he never uses the cure word, but he said to prevent cancer, eat three almonds a day. There's got to be something to that. Well, there has to be. And here's the whole thing with this kind of thing. What does it hurt? It, it hurts nothing. So why not go ahead and give it a shot? Um, it's very interesting. In t- speaking with Dr. Rediger, when I was talking with him about, you know, the the John of God situation down in uh, Brazil, yeah. and of course his his uh, legacy is is rather um, controversial. Um, but he said he focused on the healing, not the character or the personal uh, situation with the healer. It was the healing, and he said that even a, a real character uh, that was not uh, what someone would like them to be maybe in all areas that um that that still didn't mean that they could not be an effective healer and that the healing he thought actually acted at, or the healer could be a facilitator and and activate the faith within a person to to uh, activate a healing so I thought that was really interesting. He did say that uh, sometimes they exaggerated the number of uh, healings that happen, but they do occur in his 
in his research, and he has documented it. Maria in Sterling, Illinois, is with us. Welcome to the show. Hi, Maria. Hi. Wow, thank you for taking my call. It sounds pretty well, of interesting. Of course, it is. Um, so I had a couple of questions um, for Cheryl for concerning your interview with this gentleman earlier about any kind of healing or if you've had research on any other healings. Um, has there ever been any discussion or studies on healings for blindness due to diabetes, like retinal damage, you know, blindness due to diabetes, and also um, healing for pets or aging pets? Does the pet thing ever come up in terms of the eyes? You take the supplement lutein. It'll help you, all right? It'll help you. I'm not going to say it'll cure you, but it'll help you. But what about animals, Cheryl? Well, animals, don't we wish they could talk? Um, you know, a lot. I just heard hers try to. <laughs> yes. yes, they always try to. You just can't quite decipher what language they're speaking. But they have health, too, and they have, uh, you know, good days and bad days, and, uh, you know, all organs in their bodies are functioning. So, yes, uh, we do have vets who uh, practice integrative medicine and more natural blended with the modern medicine as needed. So I think that's a good way to go if you have access to that, but that's, again, a hard thing to find sometimes. I would do both, no question about it. I mean, I think modern medicine is pretty good in many many cases, but also the spirituality of the mysticism and the shamanist-type healing is very important, too. I would I would do both. Yes, and then Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I think she's been on the show before. Yeah is very well known in that arena and very, very well informed. So she's uh, she's really a good one to look online and follow and, and check out her views on those kinds of things relating to pets. Next up, we go to Ron in Berrien Springs, Michigan. Take it away, Ronnie. Hello, George and Cheryl. Hi, Ron. My wife's sister had an aneurysm, big-time aneurysm, about four months ago, five months oh, ago. God. You know where the tube's coming out of your chest, cut a hole in your head, and well, anyway, the doctor came in and said to my wife's family, the sisters who were all there, it's, it's, the best thing would be to put her down, put her to sleep. My wife rebuked him to his face and said, no, we'll take her back. She's in our house right now. Yeah. She's, she's like a, a toddler, a big toddler right now, but she's getting better every day. That's great. She's getting better every day. And she's surrounded by me and my wife. And, and you know, the, you know, Doctors are great, especially with the transplants. But I took myself off the transplant thing. You know, when I saw a thing on 60 Minutes a few years ago where hospitals were keeping people alive from tragic accidents to harvest them. You know, yes, those organs are needed, but they're too quick to to harvest, plain and simple. And, you know, uh, in your show, Joe, like that guy just said, it's a great show. There's so much information. You know, not all, all of you have to agree with, but... There's just so much good information, and I thank you so much. And, uh, you know, there's power there's power in belief and prayer and, yeah. of course, the doctors, but they don't know everything. And the, and, the, and the affection that you show her has helped her, too, I bet. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. She knows people care about her. Yeah, and they said put her in a nursing home. No, 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 no. If you, if you have the room, if you have the means, if you have the— it's a privilege, George, to take care of her. You understand? Yep. We, we're given you. the privilege. 
you know, it's, you know, the old saying, if you help somebody, you, they can't know you're helping them. You understand? That, otherwise, it's no good. And this is the perfect thing. She doesn't realize all the, you know, she's, you know, it's a privilege that we have her, her here, have her here. Okay. I love it's it. Privilege. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for that call. That was well said, Cheryl. Yes, it was. And there, there is, uh, like you said, you can't always just go by a bad diagnosis. My mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And Which is the worst cancer you can get. Exactly. This was years ago. Uh, I was working in Denver at the time, and I was told to take the next plane in if I wanted to see her alive. Oh, God. I got, you know, I did. I took a personal leave, and um, she said she wasn't going to die. She'd gone in for a routine uh, uh, exam and procedure, and they found that. And she said she wasn't going to die, and... She lasted 25, over 25 years. That's fantastic. But we never knew if that was a misdiagnosis. She did go through chemo and all of that, um, or it was a miracle healing. But, you know, she was a very spiritual person. That hit Patrick Swayze, the actor, and he didn't last too long. Absolutely, absolutely. It went quick. You know, everything is an individual situation. We don't know. Let's go to try all of the positive things. Let's go to Mary in uh, New Jersey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mary. Thanks for holding. Hello, Cheryl. How are you? Hi. Good, Mary. Um, I'm remembering back uh, getting ready to go to first grade where they demanded that you had to have a vaccination. Yep. I don't think you could have gotten out of it back then. And uh, I remember being in the doctor's office with my dad, and uh, the doctor says, you know, about the vaccination, he said, this is going to leave a big, ugly scar on your arm. And, uh, yeah, I got the vaccination. And I remember when I was little, I said, I'm going to get this out of my system. And I went inside my body. I was six, you know, around six years old. And I rounded up the white cells like an army. And I said, we're going to get this out of my body. And I don't want to leave a big, ugly scar on my arm. I'll leave a little pinhole so he knows I have it, but that's about it. Okay, we had to go back to the doctors again, like another time. And he sees, he's looking, he's looking at my arm and all. He says, oh, that didn't take. He did it over again. And I don't remember past that. I don't remember what happened. But he did it all over again. So I got vaccinated twice. That's not fair. <laughs> Pretty dramatic stuff, Cheryl. That, that is. What a, what a bummer. Man, I think I would have had some choice words for that one, for that doctor. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. These stories are amazing, Cheryl. They, they are. And even Dr. Rediger said that uh, you can talk, you, you can ask tough questions of your doctor and to speak up. And uh, remember when he said the doctors aren't asking the right questions? And, uh, and lots of times the patients aren't asking the right questions. That's true. Let's go to Aaron in Fountain Valley, California. Thank you, Aaron. You are up with us. Hey, George. Hi, Aaron. Uh, good to talk to you again. I actually didn't speak to you. I wrote something quick down, so I'm going to write it down. Hi, George. I'm Aaron. Um, greatly honored to be speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sunday, June 4th. Happy birthday, George. You're, you're one of the first to jump on that. Thanks. And happy Memorial Day, and thanks for serving my grandfather, died about four Decembers ago. He was a fighter pilot in the Navy, and um, he was um, in World War II. Oh, that's uh, great on his part. Anyway, I wanted to say that 
Uh, thanks for serving. You're welcome. And I was my pleasure. Uh, at, I was w- at Pickwick Gardens with you to honor Jordan Maxwell and Roger Lear. Oh, I remember that. That's right. In two thousand in two thousand eleven, and I'm appreciative of all of the Coast family. This is my first time calling in. My name's Aaron, and I'm a, a manager, restaurant manager. Good for you. How, uh, how old are you, Aaron? How old are you now? Forty. You're still a puppy. Yes, sir. And I love Ian Punnett, Richard Searick, Connie Willis, Lisa Gar, and all the supporting people. Everyone here, uh, Cornelius, you too. You're great there, Aaron. Thanks. Great listeners. Cheryl, we've got amazing listeners here, don't we? And I just hope everybody has a very happy and safe Memorial Day and weekend. And just thanks to all of our veterans for serving. And happy birthday in advance to you and your mother, George. Thank you. Can you believe how fast this year seems to be clicking by? It is flying My by. My gosh. Sometimes I think if we could just stop everything and allow everything to catch up and for the things that are not going well in our country, for those things to be addressed really addressed. We need to keep our eye on the World Health Organization and the, the WHO and the pandemic treaty that they're trying to trying to rush through that uh, will not be good for us in the long run. Cheryl's with us on the last Thursday of every month, regardless of whether a holiday falls on that or not. She is on there with us on the last Thursday. Do you take any time off? Sometimes. Hardly ever. You're like me. You're a workaholic. We were brought up in a time when your work came first. (laughs) Remember? Should we tell people again, back in 1978, I tried to hire you as a weathercaster in Detroit? I was was three then. I came so close to getting you hired. You were in Kansas City. I was in Kansas City. That was a a strange, strange time. You know, I I think I probably was, uh, uh, I, I should get a medal for being taken off the air once because my hair was too curly. What year were you at CNN? I was there uh, from the mid-80s to 92. Boy, have they really changed. Oh, uh, my gosh. They really have. news. They really when have. Someone's out, when, I, when you were on the air, no one knew what your politics was. I, I keep thinking of Walter Cronkite. Yes. He delivered it, delivered the news, unbiased, presented it, and let you make up your own mind what we, you wanted to do. Absolutely. We have so much more going on now with social media, the digital uh, time that we're living in, and all of the politics and the bias in the news. Um, it's really, really unprecedented every time you turn around. It's all over the place. Cheryl, we'll talk to you at the end of June. For Dan Galanti, Gina Salvati, and for Tom, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean Ladasor, Timothy Banal, Stephanie Smith, Chris Boros, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett. I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.